San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth in Mission. Doctors have been shocked by President Trump's statements and behavior since he tested positive for the coronavirus last week. Chronicle reporter Adine Viziri describes what the UCSF medical team has to say about Trump's tweets that the coronavirus is nothing to fear and is less lethal than the flu, among other falsehoods. Adine Viziri, welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's nice to be back. Yay. Thanks for joining me. You um, had an interesting assignment today, which was to listen to the grand rounds at UCSF. And um, several doctors were discussing President Trump's wild week and what they thought of <laughs> of all of everything that's happened. I feel like, you know, we've aged about uh, a year in the past week, but um, lots to cover. So what was the common theme that you heard from the doctors on what they think of the president? Well, it's the the thing is, the story changes every five minutes. So even as I'm writing it, I'm like, oh, something new happened. Yeah. Um, but the main the main thing that they don't, you know, we don't know anything, right? We, we've heard stories out of the White House and his doctor, but we don't have anything definitive. So they were trying to piece together what they think is going on. Mm-hmm. So they had, you know, based on what they know, like when he would be infectious, when he would have been infectious, how long his recovery would take, things like that. Um, but it's just so unusual. I think even these these doctors who are the top COVID-19 specialists in the country, among the top, are baffled by <laughs> what is happening. <laughs> yes, I think we're all baffled. 2020 has been the year of bafflement. Um, so it's likely that he's still infectious and nobody knows how serious it is for him, right? Exactly. Um, you know, they've they've covered it up, up a lot. Um, they they didn't tell us when he was last tested, when what exactly he was treated with. All, all these details are missing, so it's hard to piece the picture together. Um, mm-hmm. But um, um, one of the doctors said that he may be okay in time for the debate next week. Hmm assuming that he really is well um like he, he's telling everyone that he's he's better than he was 20 <laughs> years ago uh, yeah. so if that is truly the case then he should be okay in time for the debate next week of course we don't know if that's true because we you know there's there's some credibility issues there yes because we don't know when he originally tested positive and we exactly. haven't seen any more test results exactly the suspicion is that the uh the event at the rose garden mm-hmm. was the um was day zero for him was mm-hmm. when he got infected and so he would have been most infectious in the three days following that mm-hmm. until he's until he checked into the hospital um yeah but yeah we nothing's for sure and it, it seemed from the videos um that he was posting on twitter yesterday upon his arrival back at the white house that he was struggling to breathe so that doesn't yeah, seem like a good thing. They observationally they said that he does not appear to be as well as he says he is. Um based on the patients they've seen, they they said that he was struggling to breathe. He may have um he may still be taking oxygen probably at night. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I feel like we're living in a reality show <laughs> where like a lot of stuff is edited, you know, you don't yeah. see exactly what's going on. Right. You just see like what 
whatever Mark Burnett wants you to see. <laughs> and unlike, you know, The Bachelor or Big Brother, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, this actually really matters. And we should we should know exactly what's going on at the White House. Um, yeah, it's like large thought. scale survivor. On, <laughs> we're all playing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, so uh, another factor is that um, that I've read is that he's on steroids, which can also affect your um, mental state. It makes you feel better than you actually are, or that when he's done with those, he could fall back again. That's right. Um, so he's he's taking um, a steroid that. One of the side effects is mood swings, but um, also it does make you feel like one of the doctors said who had experience taking a st- that steroid um, said that it makes you feel like a million bucks and mm-hmm. then it totally masks whatever it is that's going on. So he, it's very likely that he was on steroids when he went for his car ride, maybe when he was out front um, of the White House before he took his mask off and mm-hmm. went inside. <laughs> yeah so bizarre. Well, um, this, you know, is pretty obvious, but I just wondered if you can state for the record why it is important that we know the truth about what's going on with our president and his health and also why we need to um, be concerned about the truth of his statements about the coronavirus, which have also created some skepticism in doctors. Well, I think the major concern is with the messaging that he's putting out. Um, He has kind of really continue to downplay how dangerous it is. And he put out a tweet um, that said that it was no more fatal than the flu, which is completely wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was taken down by Facebook. It was flagged by Twitter. Um, And he hasn't really followed any of the, as as you mentioned in your column, he hasn't, and no one in his orbit has followed any of the pillars that we need for disease control, which mm-hmm. is masking, social distancing, um, not socializing, uh, all these things he's just completely engaged in, you know, with the Rose Garden ceremony mm-hmm. that has been a super spreader event now. Um, and people see this and they they see him come out and say that, oh, I'm fine, it's nothing serious. Mm-hmm. And it could really, it could kill someone, you know, if you and I don't have access, we, we're not going to be airlifted and get... <laughs> a helicopter isn't coming to my house if I get the virus? So one of the um, one of the treatments he received is not approved by the FDA. And the only way that you could get it is by getting approval, not only through the FDA, but by the drug manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that the CEO of the... Um, pharmaceutical company is a member of his golf club oh, wow. uh, golf club so you know he may be fine maybe if if we're gonna you know give him the benefit of the doubt and say okay yeah he he got through this and he's fine um that doesn't mean that the average person is going to have the same result and of course you know we've seen that there are two hundred and ten thousand people dead mm-hmm um, all the people you talk to for your column who mm-hmm. have not seen their families or mm-hmm. have uh, relatives in the hospital who they can't be with. Um, it's its a serious disease. And I think the way he's handled it is just, he's just showing people, he's, he's downplaying the seriousness of it. We'll be right back after a short break. 
You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. I wanted to go over some of his claims and then you let me know what the doctors have to say about them. Basically a true or false, but expanded. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he, like you said, has said that the virus is less lethal than the seasonal flu. That's completely wrong. Um, Because since January, it it has killed 210,000 Americans. Um, According to the CDC, uh, since 2010, um, the average number of people the flu has killed, I believe, is between 12,000 and maybe I don't I don't have the top number there, but it's mm-hmm. I think it's less than 60,000. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, so it, even in the worst big... year of the flu, it's just a fraction of what we've lost from the coronavirus this year. Yeah, there's a big disparity there. We have treatments for the flu. We have vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. So. Clearly false. Yes. Okay. Um, And then how about this one? He seems to think it's fine to schedule public events when you have the coronavirus. Um, He's already saying he will be at the presidential debate on October 15th. No problem. If I was Joe Biden, I wouldn't be super excited about that prospect for a lot of reasons. But uh, what do the doctors have to say about, um, you know, whether you should be scheduling events so soon after being hospitalized for a deadly virus? Right. Well, clearly, um, you're still going to be contagious, even if you're feeling okay. Um, and we don't know who who was at the who at the Rose Garden was was sick, but they ended up. I think the last count was 33 people, mm-hmm. maybe more more in the last right I just few hours. Yeah, that's just the last tweet I checked. Um, but you know, we've heard from the first things that were canceled in March, right, were public events. Mm-hmm. We we already knew this. Um, we didn't have to go through the last seven months to understand that public events are where the coronavirus spreads. And, and most of us have been avoiding public events, even though we don't have the virus, not <laughs> scheduling them while we do have the virus. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, and speaking of the Rose Garden, that, of course, was the announcement uh, by Trump of the nomination to the Supreme Court of Amy Coney Barrett to replace the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, that is shown to be a super spreader event with um, 33 people who are in attendance testing positive. At first, it appeared from the pictures and videos that uh, these folks were gathered outside predominantly, um, not in masks, most of them, and hugging and shaking hands and no social distancing. But then it emerged that there was actually a reception inside where people also were not wearing masks. They were standing close together, hugging, etc. So um, this is just exactly not what you're supposed to do. And we've known this since March. And yet this happened just a little over a week ago. So that is pretty and nuts. On that point, um uh, Dr. George Rutherford from UCSF actually said, you know, we've heard that being outside, you're, the risk is so much lower than being inside. Yes, but it doesn't matter if you're not wearing a mask and you're one foot away from someone that totally mm-hmm. negates the being outside thing. Yeah. So if you have to follow all the, all the protocols, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to be outside, I'll be fine. Right. You also have to wear a mask. You also have to social distance. You, you know, you still want to make sure that nobody there is sick. Um, yeah. 
And it seems like um, the White House is trying to excuse that ceremony by saying that everybody had those quick tests done on their way in. Um, did the doctors discuss that at all? Because those tests are not known to be very um, reliable. And also, they don't excuse all of the other good practices like masks and social distancing. Exactly. And even even those tests, you can you can be infectious and not test positive until... Uh, several hours or days later. Um, right. They're just a snapshot of that moment. And it's not, especially with the quick test, they're not nearly as effective as the laboratory tests. Um, so, you know, I don't know if they, they were tested that day or if they were tested the day before and then went out to dinner and, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's impossible to tell, but they're, they are not that reliable. And again, it's testing is just one of the pillars of control mm-hmm. and the white house is dependent entirely on testing um that's they just thought they could control it by testing every day and that is not yeah. that's not how it works 33 <laughs> cases later that's <laughs> clearly not working no. um, did the doctors discuss his infamous ride in the suv around walter reed to wave at his adoring fans <laughs> <laughs> It's like you can't even believe you're saying this, it's, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it was completely unnecessary. Uh, they suspect that the people in that car were very vulnerable. Um, it's a good thing they were wearing masks because uh, that help helps a little bit. But mm-hmm. it's, but it the was windows a, were rolled up, obviously, and yeah, they said like the windows are rolled up and it's a sealed car mm-hmm. and yeah, like just all everything that you. Even the CDC site would advise you to not, <laughs> as compromised as it is, uh, that's just something you, you don't want to do. If you have the coronavirus, do not leave the hospital to drive around in an SUV with other people inside. Pro tip. Such okay. a strange site, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he's also said, he tweeted yesterday a pretty shocking statement, which was essentially, don't worry about the coronavirus. It's not a big deal. Don't center your life around it. Did the doctors discuss that? I mean, that's the most concerning thing to them, to them because they have spent months, you know, trying to get the messaging out that this is actually a very serious, uh, serious virus we're dealing with. Um, we need to take these measures. Um, and it's also, you know, it, like all the people who have been following all the protocols in place. It's just, it's so dismissive and it, it, it's just so wrong. I can't even, I know. you know, <laughs> like I, I can't explain how wrong it is. And right. I think every, everyone knows that, like whether you, yeah, hopefully, yeah. And that really dismisses not only the 210,000 Americans who died of this, but all of the people, the long haulers, I think they're being called who don't recover quickly, who don't get, you know, um, a precautionary trip to a hospital in a helicopter and then are having symptoms that are pretty serious for months on it. Yeah. And they were saying that it's not just the long haulers, like anyone who gets this, um, it affects you for a long time. It's in, in a lot of different ways. It's mm-hmm. still new. I mean, we we discovered it. It was discovered less than a year ago and mm-hmm. it's the impact is still kind of, being observed um so and um thanks for your earlier shout out of my column that's on sfchronicle.com right now um about how san francisco was the first city to go into shelter in place in the country and has um really you know 
gone full force behind what Dr. Grant Colfax has repeatedly said, data, science, and facts. You know, we've been pretty good about masking early on, social distancing, pretty much everything closed down. Um, And because of that, we have a pretty good um, case rate and the lowest um, death rate of any major American city because so many San Franciscans have made sacrifices from the schools being closed, you know, weddings being canceled, funerals not happening, hospital visits not happening. I talked to um, a woman who hasn't hugged her mother since March and can only see her in her nursing home through a window. Um, you know, a- another new mother of a, a premature baby who has to switch off with her husband because only one visitor to the intensive care um, nursery is allowed at a time. You know, those kinds of real sacrifices that are happening while none are happening at the White House. So um, I think this all plays into how frustrated we are here, you know, not only going through this pandemic for such a long time, but seeing how it's just dismissed by so many of us. Yeah, with, with just a simple tweet, I mean, it's that's so harsh. It's, uh, it's a complete lack of consideration, really. Yeah. Um, and I know that you, you and your family, as I have teased you a little bit, okay, maybe a lot over the past few months, were <laughs> extremely cautious, made a ton of sacrifices. You and your three kids and your wife did not leave your home for six months, right? That's right. Yeah. Almost seven. Yeah. Wow. So I couldn't believe that because I, you know, I've been cautious, but we've d- definitely done bike rides and walks and seen friends outside at the beach and stuff like that. But you, you didn't really do anything. So what was that like? You know, it's, uh, Part of it has been uh, when I switched over from pop music to covering coronavirus and talking to these doctors and infectious disease specialists every day, it really got in my head how little is known about this, how contagious it is, how serious it is. So I realized we're on the uh, very extreme end um, and maybe being slightly unreasonable, but it's the more I, I learned about the more I learned about it, the more I didn't want to get it or have, you know, the risk was not worth it mm-hmm. to to me. Um, it's probably like me covering City Hall and never wanting <laughs> to have anything to do with politics. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we, we did venture out to the Marin Headlands uh, recently. What and it day was, was it that? Was, it was nice. Um, it was like last week, last, yeah. last week. Between the smoke, <laughs> so, so in a brief window when the skies, when the air wasn't going to completely choke us, uh, um, but it was nice getting out. Uh, Did it feel weird you know. opening your front door for the first time? <laughs> yeah, all the dust and cobwebs. <laughs> no, uh, it, you know, I've I've taken the trash out, <laughs> I've taken okay. the mail and things like that. Uh, <laughs> Haven't been complete shut-ins, but no, it was really nice getting out and seeing parts of the city and people masked up. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was kind of great to see, but, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm just going to rush out for any errand. Um, I think I'd like to wait till it's a little bit more under control. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we're in a good space place right now, but um, yeah, it's... I don't mind waiting this out because it's so deadly and it's so bad when people get it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being a lot more straightforward than our president. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Wear a mask, social distance, all that. Yeah. Don't have big parties inside no. your your house. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a family of five and it's already a big party. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me today. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you to Adeen Vaziri for joining me today, to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and to you for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode about the upcoming vice presidential debate. I'll be watching Kamala Harris and Mike Pence spar on stage and we'll break it down afterwards with Joe Garofoli, host of It's All Political, and other Smart Chronicles staffers. <laughs>